is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90, presented by Truly. We are back this week. It is week two of college football, uh, September 15th. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Caitlin, as always. And this week, we have Red Cup College Football joining us. Uh, Go follow his page, uh, Red Cup CFB, on Instagram. Uh, Check it out. I, I read the bio. It's the, what was it, the hottest? Uh, oh, what was it? I just read it. Hottest uh, news on Instagram or something like that. I, I think I put like most entertaining, most entertaining college there football you content. So there that's what we're riding with a little bit right now. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, he's got you know everything out there from all over the country. Uh, you know every team, every every conference, all that stuff. Um, so they uh, go follow him. That's Red Cup CFB on Instagram. So. Red Cup, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. I appreciate you guys having me on. Cool. Yeah, yeah thanks. For, yeah, thanks for coming. Glad you could come on. And you're and you're thinking about starting a little podcast yourself, right? Or you're you're already kind of getting it going. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to find my first guest right now. I'm looking at a couple players, so I'm trying to like have them go through the life of a D1 athlete type deal to start it off. So we'll there we see go. What happens. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's start there, I guess, with your page. When did you start your page, actually? Uh, I think it's like around September 20th-ish, like 2000. So three years from now, so that'd be 2018. Okay. So we're coming up on the anniversary then. Are we celebrating or what here? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) We just kind of have that date. We don't really take it too seriously. Gotcha. Um, all right. So three years, I mean, three years to get to 54,000 followers is pretty cool though. So, um, congrats on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming because you're, you know, covering the entire country, you've come across some, some cool people, players, you know, team accounts, uh, analysts, things like that. Uh, is there, is there one that sticks out in your head? That's like the coolest thing you've come across or interaction you've had? Uh, I would say some of the bigger name guys I've talked to are Sean Oakman from Baylor, the really big dude. Uh, Derek the, King I've talked to. That's like Miami. the meme of the century, right? The, <laughs> Sean Oakman on the uh, on Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> and then Derek King. Um, I've talked to a few Michigan guys, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Dax Hill a little bit. Nice. I think who else? Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. So there's been some there's been some pretty big ones, but you know some of them don't even like check DMs. So yeah, <laughs> we we've noticed that as well. There are some guys actually that are like you know text back DM back right away, and they're like super cool. And then there are other guys that you'll just never respond. So um, it, it's kind of a hit or miss, but um, still it's fun to be kind of somewhat behind the scenes on all that. I'm sure for you. Um, so I mean. We're in week two. What are week three? Week two? Week, week three? 
Week three, week three. Coming up week shoot. three. Going I said three. week two. Shoot. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Week three. Sorry. It's going by so fast already. Shit. Um, and that's including a week zero as well. So um, That's what fucks you up. I know. I know. I think it's so, just because our brains aren't functioning for week two. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I miss an entire day on Saturdays because I have 17 trulies. <laughs> and then, you know, that takes out a couple of days. I'm technically at week one and a half, you know, so... Yeah, do the math there um but uh you know after after two weeks of college football um you know what are your what what are your biggest highlights that you've seen um biggest surprises that have come out of these first uh first couple weeks yeah so i think i'll i'd probably start with the game i went to first week one georgia clemson uh i was kind of shocked that's a good one i thought dj was going to come in and do his thing like Trevor did, but I think we took him for granted. I think we took Justin Fields for granted. Not you guys, but, <laughs> you, know, you know, like there's a significant step down from these guys. So that one was big with Georgia's defense. And I really like what UCLA is doing. I'm not sure if LSU is any good, though. So that's another thing. And I have to say it's Oregon. That's another one that's crazy. Florida State, that's not very shocking to Jesus me. But fuck. Florida you State, really man. I never get used to those with them because my roommate was a Florida State, big Florida State guy, and oh, I just have to give him crap when it's like year after year and same old. I I think that I mean us as Michigan fans, I like to feel sorry for us a lot of the time, right? Because we I we you know haven't been at the top, but I still think we should be thankful for where we're at because there are a lot of programs. Uh, Florida State, Nebraska, you know, you could go on down the list that like we're once at that top. I mean, people forget Florida State. How, it was not that long ago that they were in the national title. Like Jameis Winston was not that long ago. And so for them to be losing to Jacksonville State now is kind of crazy. Um, so as bad as things may have seen may seem still in Ann Arbor, you know, I feel like there are some programs that are that are uh, still going going worse and worse. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk to Big Ten, too. Um, so, you know, Ohio State loses to to Oregon uh, last week. I, what was your prediction on that game beforehand? And then what did you think about that game after you watched it? So my prediction was was not great for this one. I was just assuming Ohio State was going to go in there and do their thing because Thibodeau wasn't playing and however you, however you say it, Flow or Flow well, yeah, yeah, wasn't playing. Know. They Apparently they had five starters out on defense. So, so yeah, I thought they were going to come in and win by like 17, I think I predicted. And then they <laughs> came in and it was halftime and I was like, Ohio State, they, they do this. You know what they do. They, they'll mess around with you a little bit and then they'll take over like they did against Minnesota. But no, I think they really have problems on defense, and they don't make changes. They're, they're in trouble. I, I'm not sure if Oregon's legit or if Ohio State just took that big of a jump down. So, I mean, either, either way, as a Michigan fan, they lost. And if, if if Ohio State took that big of a jump down, I'm fucking pumped, man. It gives Michigan a chance this year. Yeah, I mean, I the whole thing with Kerry Coombs as well, Ryan Day comes out and is like basically like, I don't know if Kerry Coombs is going to call the shots on defense going forward. So for them in, you know, after just two weeks of football to maybe make some changes on the defensive side of the ball is kind of crazy to me. Um, You know, of course, with all this being said and all of us hearing and all this that we're hearing, 
as a Michigan fan, I'm 100% expecting them to turn it around by November 27th. I'm expecting them to get it together and, and all that. But as it stands right now, they have gave, have given up an incredible amount of yardage on, on the run. Michigan has ran the shit out of the ball. So I, I want to play them next week. That'd be great. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like that's how it goes a lot with, with, with Ohio state. They start out, even when they're really good, they start out a little rocky. And then by the time they beat Michigan, they're, they're at their prime. Like there was one year, I think Michigan came in favored in like 2018. Yeah. And they just went crossing route after crossing route and, it's just like they're more prepared for that game. I guess it was an Urban Meyer thing, but it's like they put everything into that one game. Like they they hold all their tricks in for one game, even at Michigan's 0-11 going in. It's crazy. Are, are you buying the hype with all the kind of like Harbaugh, Michigan focus on Ohio State this year? Or you're just like, ah, it's just Michigan fucking talking. I mean, uh, we, we need an outsider's of, perspective here. I'm definitely one of those people that needs to like see it happen. I'm sure you guys are too before you get your hopes back up. But I think it's definitely easy to jump back on the Harbaugh train after he has all these new assistants that are all energetic and the crowd's mm-hmm. all into it again. It seems like there's a new energy. And then Ohio State losing, all of a sudden everyone's like, I think I ran a poll and it was like 60-40 Ohio State instead of 100-0. And I was like, wow, that's huge, man. That is like huge. People are buying back into Michigan a little bit or they're just falling off with Ohio State. I don't know. Well, dude, the, the Michigan crowd's getting some love recently. I mean, all over social media. I mean, we haven't Mr. seen that in a long time. Oh, yeah, with Mr. Brightside. It's fucking incredible. It's cool to see all those videos out there, Sports Center. I mean, everybody's putting it up, just giving, giving love to the Michigan fans. So it, it's well-deserved this year. I mean, people are, people are showing up and doing their thing. Well, the unfortunate part about being a Michigan fan is that we've just had our hearts broken so many times that any, like, shred – of like oh they might do something we just like latch on to it and we instantly get our hopes up so i think you know for us you know myself jack and and justin we've seen a little shred of like oh they're doing something right and we've grasped onto that we're like oh and ohio state lost (laughs) so now we have our hopes this is our year (laughs) yeah this is how it goes though every single time right it's a couple things happen everyone overreacts and then what's going to happen is over the next six, seven weeks, people, you know, it'll all even out. Michigan will probably lose a couple on the road. Ohio State will dominate for the next seven weeks in a row. And then, you know, then we're in November and it all happens again. I I can't give myself up for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I, say can, that I can see why. Yeah. Um, All right. So, I mean, going more, you know, around the big 10, James Franklin, Penn state. So they've got a big one this weekend, obviously against Auburn Uh, white out, you know, they're going to, it's kind of fun to see maze out for Michigan, getting a bunch of notoriety, the Penn state white out this week is going to get a bunch of notoriety, which is really cool. Um, But the big question mark there is James is James Franklin, you know, with Penn state, or is, does he have a foot out the door thinking about heading to Southern Cal? Um, so what are your thoughts on, on the whole clay Helton being fired USC trying to possibly poach James Franklin and how that may affect them into probably, you know, maybe their biggest week of the entire season here. 
Yeah, so with USC, I think everyone thinks that was a long time coming, and he was on a hotter seat than Harbaugh has been for years now. Him, Tom Herman, we were just kind of waiting for that to happen, and then Herman happened, and then you got Helton. But, yeah, with that loss to Stanford, that's tough. That's tough for them. I don't really, I'm not sure I really feel for them because they'll, they get all that money. They're fine. But uh, yeah, I don't, I've never even, I haven't even heard the Franklin hype to USC. I've heard a, a couple of names. Um, I've heard name? Urban Meyer. Cincinnati. Fickle. Uh, I've heard Fickle, Fickle a lot. Yeah. And then Fickle, yeah. talked against it. But when the money's thrown in your face, I don't know. And with Franklin, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how big of a pay increase that would be. I'm sure it would be some, but. With what he has going on, I don't know if he want to step into that, honestly. And I, I like his culture going on at Penn State. I mean, I, they started 0-5 last year, and I think it's the same thing with Michigan, like COVID year, opt-outs, no crowds, hurts teams with big stadiums a lot. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think they should overreact to him maybe even putting his foot in that door a little bit to USC, testing the waters. I don't, I don't, think, him, I don't think he's going to go. So I think they'll be fine. I kind of liked what you said there too. I mean, with Franklin, do you want to step into a shit show at USC or kind of keep keep the the solid thing you got going at Penn State, where there's you know people aren't trying to rip your head off? I mean, that's that'd be a selling point to me, man. I mean, you can see what's going on at Texas and kind of what was going on before Harbaugh at Michigan and a little bit last year with Harbaugh at Michigan. I mean, if I, I like what you said there, I think Franklin. Why, why would you leave Penn State for USC, especially if it's not going to be that big of a pay bump? Yeah, and he's like their savior right now too because they're coming off all those allegations. They love him. Oh like yeah. He doesn't have, I mean, he doesn't even have the Harbaugh or like the pressure Harbaugh has. He can just go in and Fuck go eight no. and four, and they're like, whatever. We'll hype him up yeah. next year. And they had Saquon Barkley. Yeah, exactly. they had Saquon Barkley. Yeah. They they blocked the kick. They won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State. Nobody realizes that that's what five years ago now. But um, but still, I mean, that, I I agree. I think that. He he's got a really good gig that it seems like he can't get fired from right now. You know, as long as, like you said, he goes nine and four, you know, and and then wins a couple bowl games, um, even go, you know, if you have a 10 and three year every once every three, four years, then you're good. And, and if you can compete with Ohio State, you know, it's almost like he's able to have heart, the, the Midwest and the Big Ten. R- rip on Harbaugh so much they forget about James Franklin right so it's like he he almost goes under the radar a lot I honestly if I was James Franklin I'd want Harbaugh to stay at Michigan forever and ever oh right? yeah yeah I agree with that and I think it's crazy how Harbaugh gets all the all the crap and you know how it is he's we went to three straight NFC championships he turned Stanford around people don't realize how bad they were and if you look at him and Franklin's careers, they're night and day. I mean, one Big Ten championship, but I think I remember that year. Was that the year Michigan beat Penn State by like 40? And they just yes. happened to lose on the JT spot. Yep. yep. Exactly. So it's like, that's what you're bragging about, a block kick. And like you said, it's like, that's your best year. Michigan was better than you that year. I don't know. And you still have Harbaugh getting all the hate, like you said. I mean, he has a pretty good gig then. Agreed. Can't do any wrong. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, I mean, going, uh, continuing around the big 10, then I, I think from 
uh, an in-state perspective, but just, I think, uh, from a, a country perspective as well, Michigan State has surprised some people. Um, obviously, Mel Tucker's year two. I still don't think they're going to be on, you know, national, you know, uh, landscape quite yet. Uh, but they head down to Miami, who uh, is still ranked somehow, even though they got trounced by Bama, which I don't blame any anybody for getting trounced by Bama. Let, let's get that straight. But then in the next game, you only beat App State by two, 25-23. Um, I think the Sparties have, have a decent chance to win that game, even though they're not even favored. Um, what do you think about Mel Tucker and the Sparties uh, in year two here? And this week, is this – I mean – this could be a pretty big statement game for them winning down in Miami. Yeah, like you said, they're definitely not back on like to where they were at 11-1 a couple of years ago. But I'm not so sure that that's like even their standard anyways. I think that was just an anomaly. So I, I would say they're, in, they're on track right now for him. Like he's, I think he's on track to be around for a while if he can go in and win that one, which I think I'm going to – I might predict them to win that game just because I like what they're doing and I don't like Miami when De'Ara King's not super healthy because it takes away his legs and he's like 5'10". <laughs> so it's just tough when he's inside the pocket. But yeah, I think like you said, they're going to, they have a little bit of a new energy and they should, they should be fine. I don't, I don't see them going in and winning a bunch of games, but I think they could make a bowl game. I mean, all they want to do is meet beat Michigan anyways. So that's pretty much their True. Super Bowl. So we'll see when that time comes. I think that could be a close game in East Lansing. I think I'm with you, though, for this weekend, man. I I, I like Sparty over Miami. I don't trust any team that wears Adidas football uniforms. So I will, <laughs> I will gladly pick against at, at Miami this weekend. So I don't know. I might – I don't know if I'll take them to uh, win straight up, but I might take that plus eight. I kind of I kind of like that for, for Sparty's momentum. I mean, if, if they can ride that wave and go down to Miami and win, I'm – I'd love to see undefeated Michigan go against undefeated Michigan state at the end of October. I mean, it's always a possibility. Some good things are going to have to go the right way, but uh, that just makes that game even more exciting. Yeah, yeah. I agree um, with that. Yeah. I think that it'll be interesting. I think that it, it, it'll, they'll be all of a sudden a little pretty legit, you know, for, to not, like you said, I think to, to make a bowl game, they're not going to be contenders in the Big Ten East. Um, but I know that there are going to be a lot of Michigan fans. If they go out and beat Miami and they're 3-0, Michigan fans, myself included, are going to be like, shit, here we go again. You know, that game that we all thought, okay, there's, you know, we're going to go into Sparty and be able to dominate that game. All of a sudden, that is going to be a packed house in October you know, Halloween weekend. And I think a lot of people are going to be shaken. So um, we'll see how that goes. Um, on the, on the West side of, of the division though, in the big 10, you know, Wisconsin, who we all thought would be super dominant. I, I mean, I, 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 it's what I thought at least with Graham Mertz coming back. I thought we all knew that defense was going to be legit and they seemed to be very, very legit. But I thought that offense was going to be very good too. Graham Mertz, you know, in the first uh, games before they had COVID last year, looked so good. And now that some of those picks that he has thrown were just horrible. So I, I don't know what to think about Wisconsin going in because I thought, okay, they've got now finally got a quarterback that is not 
you know, Chad Henney or John Navarre mobile, like, you know, uh, that's what they've had in the past. It's been a guy who can't run at all. Graham Mertz comes in, he can move, he can sling it. I thought that offense would take a step forward, but they seem to be taking a step back. What are your thoughts on Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there. I, I think I had them winning the West pretty handily. I mean, I knew Iowa would be pretty good, but I didn't, I didn't see this coming at all with them, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure about I bought into the Graham Mertz hype just like you did. He's a five-star going to Wisconsin at quarterback. So it's like the best thing that's happened since one year of Russell Wilson. And <laughs> yeah, Mertz can move and he just hasn't really got found it yet. I mean, he's still young. Who knows? Maybe he'll have a career like Spencer Rattler where it takes him a little bit. But I don't know. As of right now, I don't see it. I could see them losing three games for sure. And you mentioned Iowa as well. Um is Iowa really the fifth best team in the nation? I know going, you know, into, into Ames and winning is a big deal for sure. Um, and still, by the way, we have a lot of fans here at Michigan that want Matt, Cab- uh, Matt Campbell to come to, uh, to Ann Arbor, right? He has yet to beat Iowa State. So the whole, you know, I, I just, whether he's a great coach or not, that narrative, if Matt Campbell does end up coming to Ann Arbor, the narrative of can't beat your rivals is still there, you know? And so that is a whole different conversation, but Iowa going into Ames and beating Iowa state, that Iowa state team is, is, you know, super uh, old. They're veterans. They, you know, they have a ton of guys back, including the QB. Um, But is Iowa legitimately a top five team or is that just kind of where they're at right now because it's week three? Uh, I mean, I guess it's, it could change any week, but as of now, I'd say they deserve it. Do I think talent wise they're there? No, probably not close, but their defense is legit. I think they lead the country in like active streaks score, giving up less than 24 points or something like that. It's some crazy stat, like a long time coming, but yeah, I, I still think Ohio State's got to be the team to beat in the Big Ten. So if that answers your question, um, I think Iowa just – I don't see it with the skill positions. I like them in the trenches. I'm not sure if their quarterback's good enough. Uh, I'm not really sure about their receivers. Um, they're good at running back. They're good in the trenches. They're going to hold teams down. But it's like when they're, if they're playing in Alabama, are they really going to – are they going to score at all with their offense? They're still a pro style offense. They haven't adapted just like Wisconsin. So a lot of those big 10 West teams are the same to me because they just haven't, they're not very modernized. Even Michigan you've seen with get bringing in Gaddis, they've kind of modernized their offense a little bit till last week, but it's, it's just crazy to me how they're top five. They're always this eight and four team. Yeah. Uh, I just, I can't buy into the top five hype yet. I think they're definitely a top 10 team right now with their defense though. That's crazy. I'm, though. I'm, I'm looking at their schedule. They might win out. They got Kent state <laughs> next weekend, Colorado state following that at Maryland, Penn state at home. We'll see how Penn state it looks at that time against Purdue at home at Wisconsin at Northwestern. Minnesota at home, Illinois at home, at Nebraska. Yes. They might have the easiest Big Ten schedule of all oh time. Oh, my gosh. This, the thing with them is they still got to go. They're not a team that can, like, I don't think they can get into the playoffs with the loss. I think the teams on the east side have a better shot to do that. They're not winning a but, Big Ten title, no. So I, I still think they got to get 
get to 13 and 0 to make the playoffs. So they, they have a long road ahead still. And th- those West teams seem to slip up a lot with each other. They just beat up on each other. That's why it's hard for me to trust a team like Iowa. That's a wild stat though, that you shared about them, like having the longest streak, uh, keeping teams under 24 points. Cause I do not think of Iowa as like a massive defensive school. I think of them as tight end you, right? Like yeah. nobody is like, Oh, Iowa, amazing defense, right? <laughs> Fucking hate Iowa. I don't know what it is. I just don't like Iowa. <laughs> That's how I feel. Well, I, there were people that came out and were like, is Iowa now the team to beat in the big 10, you know, Ohio state takes the loss, obviously. I, I still think at the end of the year, it's going to be like, okay, let's say Ohio state wins out in the big 10 and Iowa wins out and, and they're the, the contender in the West. So those teams meet up in the big 10 championship. My bet is Ohio state minus like 10 still nine and a half, maybe. Right. So I still think Ohio state's going to be the team to beat for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely still have them. If they lose another one though, I would definitely change my thoughts a little bit. I just, I don't see it happening. When's the last time they went 10 and two in a regular season? Set. Don't even, I don't want to think about it. Ricky Um, stands the era. Yeah, shit. Oh, maybe Luke Fickle's year. Luke Luke Fickle's year, they went like six and six, right? And that was the only time. Ohio State. Yeah. They still put up a good fight against Michigan that year, didn't they? (laughs) Too close for comfort. That's like, man, like, when is Michigan going to blow them out? I don't know. I don't know. Um, It'll be a great day when it happens. Yeah. This is the year. This This is the year, I believe. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, the the only team in the Big Ten we really haven't talked about yet is Michigan. And so, um, your thoughts on on the Wolverines? I mean, we we talked about Harbaugh a little bit. We talked about the energy. um, But this team running for 300-plus yards, passing for 50. (laughs) First of all, have you ever seen a stat like that? Have you ever seen a box score like that? Oh, I mean, only in the military schools. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh, fuck, man, that was that was crazy. But um, do you think this team is are are they a contender at all in the Big Ten yet, or um, do they need to to win a few more games? I mean, maybe even like going on the road to Wisconsin in order to uh, solidify that they they could be legit. I think it's a little early to tell just because we don't know if Washington's going to go two and 10 or if they're going to bounce back and go nine and three, because I could see it either way. But um, as you said, the thing that scares me a little bit, which I don't know if I should be scared for you is the passing game, but I think it's just Harbaugh's went away from it. Cause why, why pass it when you don't have to, when you just run it down their throat, run after run. But um, I think they have the best running back core in the Big Ten, so that helps. And it seems like the O-line's still good after losing some guys. Uh, I really like the defense, honestly, with the new coordinators. I think they always had the talent. It's just Don Brown, just you know he is. He doesn't adapt. He's mm-hmm. he's good man-to-man on a team with lesser talent and then plays in Ohio State or Penn State with weapons, and it's good luck. But, uh, yeah, I think they're still – they're looking at right now, I think they're looking at at least like a – one of those nine and three teams like they've been, but if they can have the quarterback play step up to that next level, which you guys have been waiting for, for what, how long? Uh, Too long. That's when we start talking, like maybe they'll win the big 10. So I think I need to see that out of McNamara or whether it's going to be McCarthy filling in. I, I really doubt that this year, but I'm just not so sure 
with McNamara. If it's without Ronnie Bell, it's going to be tough. Or if it's he doesn't want to take any chances or if he's just like another Ian Book, which that could be good enough. But there's a lot of question marks for me. I'm not sold on the contender yet, but I think they're definitely in that narrative now. Like they're in that group with Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, maybe even Michigan State, Wisconsin. Which you, it's funny because you named a bunch of schools right there, right? And, and so that was uh, looking at your Instagram page after week two. That was one of your big takeaways was that the Big Ten has parity um, for the first time in what seems like a long time. Now it's it's still week three. There may be no parity at all come you know week twelve, but um, that that part is kind of interesting right now, where it does seem like. There is no, you know, jump ahead team that you're like, they're 100% going to win the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that's what we all want. That's why we want a lot of us want expansion. And we want, you know, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States to to lose every once in a while. And it was nice to see Clemson go down, even though it was Georgia. But, <laughs> uh, you know, you have the same teams over and over. And I think people just probably, they just get sick of it and it, doesn't help the sport if anything but yeah I think the parody like you said could be really cool to watch uh, I think we could see a very different Ohio State team especially because I don't know if you look at their schedule the next few weeks are like borderline division three opponents like for them but I think they're gonna take it out on a lot of those teams for sure but uh, I mean there's parody for sure yeah and um, I mean the the thing is, what's going to annoy me and, and a lot of fans, I assume, is us talking about parity in the Big Ten here in week three. And then if, you know, if uh, or just parity in college football, if Ohio State does win out, then there's, you know, we're still back to whatever. And then if Clemson wins out in the ACC, it's like, all right, these non-conference games still don't mean anything, right? You know, which I think is the that's what sucks about like the playoff, I guess, is that, you know, normally that game would be it, right. You'd be out of the, out of the title contention. Um, But now you can get back into it. Um, So that kind of stinks where it's like, all right, in my head, I'm pretty sure Clemson's still going to run the ACC in my head, Ohio state. I'm pretty sure could still run the big 10. So what does that parody really mean if, if in the end we're still to where we were, you know? Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think a lot of it might all of a sudden go to the, on the Pac-12. Like, they always beat up on each other. They're never in the playoffs. But if Oregon can stick it out, maybe that helps the parody a little bit. At least it's a new team. It takes a spot away from a one-loss Ohio State or a one-loss Clemson maybe. I mean, they already beat Ohio State head-to-head. So you can't – they don't lose their end, right? But right. – yeah, I think it it's weird because it always depends on all these different teams. You have like Cincinnati, then you have your Oregon, then you have now you have Iowa, and then Iowa State's lost. And but what if they go beat Oklahoma and then they split with Oklahoma? So it just it's all these different variables. And at the end of the day, we always see Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then either Oklahoma or Notre Dame. And which Notre Dame that's a different discussion. They're not a playoff team right now. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we, I mean, let's talk about Notre Dame. So they, I, I didn't see the game. I saw the score. I saw some highlights against Toledo. Um, but 
Toledo is not a good football program right now either. That's the thing. It's like they were um, under, I believe it was, well, they had Matt Campbell, right? When they were, you know, really good um, at Toledo. They have Jason Candle, I believe now, uh, as their head coach. Um, but that's not like a top of the Mac program that's, you know, that's fighting with Notre Dame. And so Notre Dame, I mean, what are your thoughts on what Notre Dame should do right now in this college football expansion, the, the realignments in the, in the, uh, you know, conferences and all that stuff. So let alone what Notre Dame's doing right now, where do you see Notre Dame ending up in the next five or so years in all of college football? I mean, I think with all this craziness in the SEC, then I think that is going to trigger, that's going to pull the trigger on the ACC for them. Even though they get more, a little bit more money from the NBC deal, eventually you got to pick and choose. Do I want to have a better shot at the playoff if it expands? Or do I want to have that little extra couple million dollars each year for, for NBC and listen to Drew Brees talk a little bit? <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, they're going to end up in the ACC eventually and they don't want to admit it and they're not going to admit it until it really happens. And yeah, like you said, right now they're, they're two and O, but there's people who want them out of the top 25. Like it's been rough because Florida state's very not good. And like you said, Toledo's not a top max school either. I think of anything that Western Michigan win isn't bad either. I think they go, they go and play someone this week. I think it's Pitt. I don't so that'll tell a lot. Who did Pitt just play? They beat Tennessee. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Milton so got pulled. I think I heard on that one. That tells you a little bit more about Michigan, too, even though it's Pitt's not amazing. They're still a solid 8-4 and four ACC team. For sure. For sure. And so uh, with the, the layout of college football, um, you know, there's always a lot of talk of expand the playoff, um, go back. Some people are go back to the BCS. I don't think there more more people are are on like expand the playoff. People. Yeah, there's a couple of maybe the old heads in Michigan uh, Stadium that are that are here. But um, what is in your mind the ideal uh, playoff format and scenario that makes sense where it still gives us the the rightful champion, but it makes it entertaining and involves you know enough teams there. Uh, so originally I said eight was the good number and then they threw out 12 and I was like, this is stupid. Then I looked a little bit and I was like, <laughs> so if it's, if it's eight, we're taking away a lot of the bowl games anyways. Right. So why don't we just make it 12 and just make bowl games a little bit less meaningful at this point and make those games even more meaningful. But no matter what they do, there's going to be people complaining and it's just, nobody's ever satisfied it's just like with the president of the United States, like they're never going to be satisfied no matter who it is, you know? So you always have your split sides, but I think more people are in favor of an expansion and I like expansion. Uh, I'm not going to complain with anywhere from six to 12 teams. I think when you get 16, 32, it becomes a little different, which some people like that too, because every other D1 sports like that, but I like eight to 12. I'm kind of back and forth on it. So I like, I like 12 and, and here's why, because give, let's say you give the top four teams a buy. So they already get into the second round, let the bottom eight, you know, play it out through that first round. And, you know, the, the top four spots still mean something, mean something at that point. And you've got guys that still want to teams that still want to be undefeated and all that good stuff. Um, 
and and there's still upsets. I mean, I get, it's not like college basketball, right, where you know uh, a 12 is beating a five seed, but you know maybe if you give it that opportunity, and you know there's some teams that are always borderline that you think you know should be in the playoff that could compete, but they never make it in. So I think the more the merrier. I think 12 is kind of that sweet spot, so it's not drug out too long. It would be what a three week period, um, maybe longer if you gave extra weight for the championship game or however they would want to do it. Um, but I, I would love to see more teams in there selfishly because Michigan's been out of it forever because Ohio state fucking beats us and we lose our spot. But um, I, I like the more the merrier, man. I, I would love to see 12. I think if they're going to go, they'll, they'll make a bigger jump than eight. And I think they would go to that 12 format or at least I hope so. Yeah. I think yeah, the I argument is good too. Because, the argument like, for more teams. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you can go ahead. The, I was going to say the argument for more teams is just that it gives you the opportunity to see uh, see more matchups that you would never see otherwise, right? Uh, you might get to see, um, I don't know, some SEC team play some Pac-12 team. You might see some group of five team upset a really good SEC team. So I think that's the argument for more teams, you know, 16-32. But I, I, I know. I know what you guys mean, you know, it takes away from the importance. So I like that. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't take away from the importance. It makes the, makes it more exciting. You get what October, December madness now. (laughs) Yeah. You have to find the happy medium between like the importance of the tradition of the regular season games and rivalries. Cause that's why we watch college football. In my opinion, it's the regular season. So great. And then balance that with like a great playoff too, where it's important and it's all leading up to it. Like the NFL, like it leads up to it. Everything matters, but you lose one week. It's not do or die. You lose a couple in college football. Obviously you're done, but oh yeah, you're fucked. at this point, maybe if it's 12 teams, maybe you have a two or three lost SEC team that makes it in. Who knows? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I think, you know, uh, although I, I want, games early in the season and throughout the season to be important i i do think it is a little bit more fair to a group of 18 to 22 year old kids that you don't have to perform you know maybe this is me being soft but if you have an off day your whole season isn't over with you know that's where like let's imagine that notre dame loses to app or to um who did they just play? Toledo. If, Toledo. if they just if they lose to Toledo, their season's done, right? And so then it's like to me, all right, I'm not paying attention to Notre Dame for the rest of the year. Notre Dame fans are out on the rest of the year, you know. So that just all kind of stinks, I think, for for college for the fandom of college football. I would rather, especially because I enjoy right now, there is no other than money for these universities, if you're a fan, you should probably want to play four cupcakes at the beginning of the year and get into your conference. There's no, you know, there, there's no positive coming out of playing a great, uh, other than the atmosphere or something like that. But if you lose a, a great to a great team, even if it's a top 10 team like Georgia Clemson, you know, you then have to win out in order to, go in uh, in order to get into the college football playoff. I'd rather it be okay to trip up 
And that would, and that would encourage people. Okay. I'm okay with playing a higher, higher tier opponent in the early season, because I know I can still make it into the college football later, uh, college football playoff later on. Um, so we'll see how it all pans out, but I, I, I think it's gotta happen here. I think the, the contracts through 2023. So I think we would be looking at 2024, I believe. And um, which is still three years out, but we'll see. Um, all right. So uh, back into it here. Um, predictions for Saturday. Let's let's uh, you, you, you put out uh, predictions like on your page, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what, what days for uh, people that are, that are checking it out. So red cup CFB on Instagram. What days do you, do you put out your predictions? What days do you have your recaps? Uh, what's all that? What's going on for all that? So we usually do Fridays is the predictions. So it's not like Saturday morning right before, but um, so we'll do Friday predictions and then usually we'll post all day Saturday for games. And then Sunday we'll do like some awards. I usually put out like best team, best atmosphere, best jerseys, best coaching, offense, defense, that kind of thing. And then I'll do takeaways are either Sunday or Monday. I usually go into depth, not, not too much, but like, like you saw the uh, big 10 parody post. Yeah. And then throughout the week, I think we have it coming up today is the trending up, trending down type of thing. So we do that. And then that's pretty much it for takeaways. And then I'll, I'll usually go on Instagram live on, game day morning like 30 minutes before right before they make the picks on game day is usually when i'll talk about things a little bit with some fans nice cool okay cool all right so um let's get a little sneak preek into uh sneak preek sneak Sneak peek. Creek. All right. i'm not even drinking right now i don't even know what's going on with me um your body doesn't know how to function sober exactly i need it <laughs> i need it truly in me um so, uh, can you give us a little sneak peek into into what your uh, your picks are going to be this week? Yeah, we actually haven't even formed them yet, but I can go ahead and go through and probably tell you what I'll pick. Um, go for it. I'd say go go through the Big Ten and then go through like any other if there are big games around the country this week as well. So, Big Ten, Maryland, Illinois. I'm not sure we'll even post this one because it's not too big. But Big game. Big game. <laughs> Illinois is at home. I could see him winning it, but I think I would pick him to cover at Illinois plus seven and a half. I think they might cover, but they'll lose to Maryland. I kind of like what Tua's brother does, however you say his name. Uh, Northern Illinois, Michigan. I have Michigan by a lot. Nebraska, Oklahoma. That's a cool one. Old rivalry, but yeah. Nebraska stinks. Um, honestly, Oklahoma by probably by 30. Oh my God. That's going to be, Cincinnati, yeah, the line, the line is only 22 on that. I think I'm, you got to hammer Oklahoma on that one. I would too. Yeah. Cincinnati, Indiana. That's a, that's a good one. It's not as cool That'd now that Indiana one. lost to Iowa, yeah. but Indiana's at home. They're going to, they're going to be into that for sure. That's a tough one. I would go Cincinnati though. Ooh. In Miami, All Michigan right. State. Probably go Michigan State. Probably an unpopular opinion to most, but um, that line is going down a little bit too. It was at eight. It looks like it's at six. Um, looking at it now for Miami, Miami minus six. I think people think Miami is sus. I, They're always fucking sus, man. 
They had one. They had one good year. I can't remember who the quarterback. I think it was fucking. Um, can't remember his fucking name. They had one good year, like three or four years ago. I know. And then fucking shit. All right, sorry. Keep going. No, you're good. Uh, Minnesota, Colorado. That one's interesting. Um, both teams are solid. You saw what Colorado did a little bit last week against Texas A&M. They have a decent defense. Minnesota lost Mo, so um, it's at Colorado. I, I guess I'll just go Colorado most likely in that one, just because Ibrahim's out. Purdue and Notre Dame. That's that's a tough one too. It's in South Bend though, so I'm going to give Notre Dame. They're going to get down and they're going to win late by a couple of points. David Bell's going to go for like 300 yards. That line is intriguing. Yeah, probably. That line is intriguing to me, though. Um, I don't know. I, I, Notre Dame usually does well at home. Um, obviously, they didn't uh, the, the other day. Not the other day, yeah. I don't, I just, I mean, I haven't watched Purdue play, but I don't think Purdue's any good. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I see, I see three pretty big games on Saturday, right? You got Alabama, Florida, a top 11 matchup. And it's in Gainesville. Yeah. Alabama minus 14 and a half. You taking those points for Florida to cover? That's that's tough because I can see I can see them pulling out the best game of their life and only losing by 14. Right? You know, I'll take it. But, I'll but, take I, but I can also see Alabama going in and, you know, Bryce Young doesn't play in the second half. So, like, they just look that good at times. But – I don't know. Who knows? Miami could be really bad, and we just don't know it yet. And that Alabama win maybe wasn't as as impressive as we thought, but it's still Alabama. And Bryce Young, he's already like a millionaire. I mean, dude's <laughs> got it made for a first round pick already. Like, oh yeah, it just it, it is what it is at this point. And I kind of think Alabama's going to cover that. Okay. All right. Kind of, what, do you, what do you got? Penn State Auburn, another top twenty five matchup. Penn State's favored by five. That's that's another interesting one, but it's a it's a whiteout, so it's really it's hard to play against them. Uh, it's I hard think to Bo do Nix it. will come out and do his normal thing, throw a couple interceptions. That'll be that low scoring, maybe. What was the other one? Arizona State BYU, another top twenty five matchup in Utah. I mean, who's uh, Herm Edwards? Are they fighting Herm Edwards? Are they for real? JT or who's the who's that quarterback out there? Daniels? It's not, yeah, not JT Daniels. Daniels. Jaden Daniels. I don't like the line there at minus four. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. spread either way. Um, I don't. I like what BYU did last week, but did they put everything into their rival? That's my question. Is like, did they just beat Utah because that's they haven't beat them in ten years? It's kind of like the Michigan Ohio State thing. It's everything to them, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I definitely would. I'd probably go Arizona State by a few points on the road. Okay. Wow. And then another interesting one is Tulane Ole Miss. I don't know if you paid attention to Tulane put up like 35 on Oklahoma, put up like they, 70 they last both, week. They both have some beautiful uniforms. I'll be watching that game just yeah, for that alone. That's true. <laughs> it's a lot of baby blue. Tulane may be the I best uniforms in all of college football. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love those, honestly. I think – who do you guys have in that one? I mean, I would assume Ole Miss wins, but I don't know if they cover at minus 14. Man, I love Matt Corral, man. So I, I'm picking Ole Miss and the baby blue fighting Lane Kiffins. That's true. Yeah, I don't, 
I don't mind. I think I think you take the points there. That's a lot of points, no matter what. Um, there, I I don't think anybody wins by two touchdowns in that game. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree with that. That's a lot. Yeah, seventy six. What's that? I mean, uh, I don't know, man. Makes me nervous. <laughs> I think Virginia could beat North Carolina. Honestly, I was, dude, I was looking at that one too. I know that kind of. I mean, we don't know what's coming out of UNC this year. Like those, I don't know why they're ranked. To be honest, I think it's just that that Back recency round. bias we always see. Sam Howell. Yeah. Yeah. But he just doesn't have any weapons anymore, and he's—I don't know—he can't really move. Yeah. Um, Georgia's, Georgia's going to pummel South Carolina. Hey, man, Cox by ninety. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting on the game, Cox. Let's go, boys. That's how we lose money. He Jeff that literally told money. us that he loses money by betting on South Carolina every week. <laughs> Are they going to cover? You think thirty-one and a half? It says. Sheesh, that's a big ass line. That's dude. huge. How how did I'm sorry? How did South Carolina? I we've got a we've got a friend that's come on the pod. He's a big Gamecocks guy. But how did South Carolina go from even? I mean, they were beating Michigan in the Outback Bowl a couple years ago. Now they're thirty one and a half point dogs, like and and playing G, you know, GAs at quarterback. What is that? That's got to be the wildest story of all time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them, honestly. They just had a coaching change, right? I think they, they did. Yeah, they fired their coach. So they it's a first-year coach, but holy shit. I mean, even in a rebuild, like, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, do you think they're in, in a better state than Nebraska is right now? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, they've got a chance to – I mean, they're only in year one. You know, Scott Frost is in year four and has 12 total wins. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say they're still in better shape. Um, to, to come back to this Virginia-UNC matchup, dude, I kind of like Virginia. I was just looking at their uh, quarterback. He's already thrown for over 700 yards. They've blown wow. out both teams they've oh played. God. I mean, it was fucking William and Mary and then Illinois. But, man, I might take Virginia outright. In that game, yeah, I could see that too. Honestly, I kind of like it. I don't like North Carolina this year at all. From what I what I saw against Virginia Tech, like, yeah, it's I don't a mix even of care not liking. Yeah, it's a mix of not liking fucking the Tar Heels and just Minus what we've eight? seen so far. Like you're telling I'll me they're gonna that. lose by more than more than a touchdown? I think they'll cover. Maybe it's not betting advice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, not, nothing you hear on here is solid betting advice. <laughs> well, it's advice. Uh, it's just not good advice. Yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of betting, I uh, after that game, the Rams game last weekend, I bet on Rams Super Bowl champions and Matt Stafford MVP. <laughs> the odds are probably pretty good, but the odds are great. I bet a dollar on each. I'm like whatever, I'll get fifteen bucks out of it. It just makes it's hard it for me to bet against Mahomes or Brady not to win this year. Yeah, the Buccaneers I know Brady. are better. They are even even Mahomes. It's just like and they could be down by thirty with five minutes left, and I'm like, they got a shot. Somehow they just <laughs> like that Mahomes magic. He chucks it eighty yards, and they, you know, I the it's the fuck it uh, Tyreek down there somewhere meme, right? Like, <laughs> God dang, it's crazy. Um, 
How about the Lions and Packers being on Monday Night Football? That uh, how after Goff the Packers up, got, just got Goff put up some points. Packers I know, like, but they yeah. got the Packers got stomped. That's got to be like one of the. It's going to be one of the least watched Monday Night Football games all year. I can. I would that. love to see Aaron Rodgers just get run out of the fucking stadium after sitting out for however long. You know, with the, with the whole Packers deal, so I'm I'm all for it. I'll be fucking watching it. It might That's be just sure. ugly enough that it's entertaining. You know? Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah, does Definitely. Aaron Rodgers even care? Is the is the real question? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, there's no not. way. There's no way. Um. All right, so that was a ton of predictions. We went through. <laughs> we, we ended up going through every game, I think, and, and even went into the NFL. Um, but uh, but let's. Uh, all right. So, do you have anything? Um, so, what what's coming up for you? Uh, is there anything you want to give uh, give a preview to? Any content that's coming out that people people uh, should check out on your page? Uh, I think one that a lot of people like is is the awards, which they've been getting a good amount of likes every week. People like just the category section. Like each week, I think I had Michigan this week for best atmosphere, which people actually argued. They said Arkansas was. I was like, that's not what I watch. Woo pig suey. Whatever. But yeah, those those are usually good. (laughs) And then I would say tuning into Instagram live every Saturday morning for game days. I'm always excited on game days. I'm always revved up. Always. Always. But, um, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna have to start a podcast here soon. I'm trying to find some player guests that will come on. I know they're kind of busy right now, but just to it'd be nice to hear like what they do on a day to day basis because I know it's a grind for them and podcasts are kind of turning into the thing. So why not? For sure. I mean, just beware. You know, we it's a grind. You have to be a premier top athlete like we are to do this <laughs> thing. Okay. <laughs> you can't not just anybody can sit oh, here and fuck. drink four trulies and talk you know gibberish for an hour yeah oh, the real man. warning is you know watch out your bank account will just be huge yeah. You start. <laughs> yeah i gotta get that truly sponsor there you go that's right, right baby. there you go uh yeah i mean we've now we started this, you know, not too long ago. We're already all millionaires. So, you know, that's, it's nice. just been kind of crazy how, how famous we are. And, and <laughs> you got Denard Robinson coming on next week, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you we'll never see. know. There's a lot of guys like that. That'll, that'll come on. I know Devin Gardner does a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Devin's big time in the, in TV now for sure. Denard's down with the Jags. He's a scout. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. My fiance's dad is actually going down to the uh, the Gators Bama game. Uh, he's he's a Gator. He's originally from Florida, so that'll be a good one. Um, it, it'll be a fun. I mean, I feel like unfortunately for Michigan fans, this is kind of a hangover week. Um, you know, huge atmosphere last week, night game, maze out, and now you have a nooner against Northern Illinois. So. I'm hoping that doesn't translate into the uh, the players as well, but I think the whole Rocky Lombardi uh, playing oh. for Northern Illinois thing helps with this defense wanting to rip his head off. So hoping they that that works. Out. Tech. Yeah, they're pretty solid. So it's not like you know anything to sniff at, but you know sometimes just with an atmosphere, it, you can 
if you're a player, you can, it's contagious both ways. The maze out in that atmosphere was contagious. Uh, a nooner after that can seem like a walk in the park kind of thing. And you can, you can, you know, uh, kind of dive into that too, or get, get drug into that. So we'll see how it goes, but Hey, we appreciate you coming on uh, red cup CFB on Instagram, go follow him, uh, shoot him a DM, tell him we sent you. Uh, I'm sure you, you'd talk back and forth with people all the time in the DMS as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. Any fan who wants to come on and talk college football, we can, we can debate. We can talk about it. That's cool. Get a lot of, get a lot of debate, a lot of debates in the DMS, a lot of, they would, you would think they're hateful comments, but you know, I don't take it personally. <laughs> People calling you the the stupidest man on earth, or something like that. For putting oh yeah, you, you have no idea. Like these people, you would think they want to kill my family the way they talk to me. It's like, <laughs> oh, geez, just a game, man. Oh, oh it's just man. a game. You're just covering it, putting out a take. It's uh, it's not yeah. that deep. It's not that deep. So, all right. Well, be nice to him if you're gonna send uh, if you're gonna send him a DM. <laughs> but, uh, but go follow him either way. He's got. Uh, some of the best contents out there. We follow all of it and and uh, and check it out each week too. So, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you having me. As for us, you can follow us at Blue by Ninety on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Blue by Ninety Podcast on YouTube. Uh, again, we are sponsored by Truly. Want to give them a shout out. Thanks for uh, providing all the drinks for each tailgate uh and, and bringing us uh you know everything we need there's like the source of fun on saturdays for us right now so grab yourself mm-hmm. a truly and uh and and watch the game on saturday uh we will see you next week go blue go blue go blue